Hallelujah. While I'm talking, find Hebrews chapter 11. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Lord. We're glad to be in the house of God this morning. I appreciate you all not allowing the rain to keep you out of the house of God like some of your friends. Praise the Lord. But they're watching online, so we say good morning to you too. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I appreciate all of our online viewers. You know, we're, we have people that view us from all over the world. And um, so rain doesn't stop the internet generally. Praise the Lord. So hello to YouTube and uh, Facebook and Roku and the website and so forth. And uh, wish you were here. Praise the Lord. But we're here in the house of God. Good morning to all of our guests. We appreciate you being with us. Good to see Tanasha and the crew. Good to see you this morning. That's Tanasha Whiting. Tanasha, come up here. Come up here real quick. Many of y'all don't know Tanasha Whiting. She has um, been like family for the last about four years, really. We've been playing baseball together. Her son, Michael. What's up, Michael? And Asha, they're back there. Asha is a, she just won, what? She was a, what? What was she? She's a competitive um, dancer. Competitive dancer. And she got first in her division, in her age group. For, for the region, the state? Then, no, for her, her age. For her age group, uh-huh. it was regional, you're right. Yeah, regional, yeah. In the entire weekend. It's a bad girl. And then her son, Michael, he's been playing baseball with us about four years. And he just made the all-star team along with Jonathan and Romeo and those other people. Praise the Lord. But the biggest testimony in the house, last year, the devil attacked you with cancer. And you were on your way out of here. Was. That's what I said. I said were. But I want y'all to see a woman who not only survived cancer, but beat cancer. Glory to God. Come on, give God a praise for that. Doesn't matter what they say. It only matters what God's word says. And he's a healer. He's a healer. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. So I just wanted him to see you. To see a walking, living testimony of what God can do. Amen. Come on, give God a shout for that. <laughs> Come on, help her praise the Lord. Help her praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. I know he'll do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Learn, you learn how to talk right. I'm telling you, see, the doctors do what they do, and we thank God for doctors. We thank God for that. We don't, we don't discredit doctors. They have their place. Minutes, for most of us, the doctor serves, serves to keep you alive until your faith kicks in. Once your faith kicks in, now you begin operating at a different level here. You begin to download supernatural chemo, supernatural radiation. It's, the, it's God's power that begins to move on your life. And uh, he's the healer. They'll treat, but God is the healer. God is the healer, and we know it's true. Amen? All right, y'all have Hebrews chapter 11 out? And we're going to read verse 1. Verse 1. And then we're going to switch from there to the Amplified Bible. Verse 1. 
All right, y'all have that? Yes, sir. Okay, let's read together. Ready, read. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Y'all know, know that verse pretty well? Okay, now let's look at that in the Amplified Bible because that's where we want to focus this morning. All right, it says, read it with me, please. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So faith perceives as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So what's not revealed to the senses is revealed to faith. Is revealed to your spirit. So today I want to talk about faith and revelation knowledge. Faith and revelation knowledge. Father, thank you today for the word we're about to receive. I ask you, dear God, to speak through me. I ask you to anoint me. I ask you, Lord, to minister to your people today in a way that will minister, Lord, uh, life, and health, peace, prosperity, every need being met, even every desire being granted. I thank you, Father, that your people today, Lord, will have revelation, Lord, on the inside of that which you send to us. And I thank you that, God, you've already made us a promise in your word that your word will not return to you void, but it shall accomplish that which you please, and it will prosper in the thing to which you sent it. So let it be so. Bless all those who are gathered here. And I pray for those who are even watching online now that they'll be touched by the word of God today. We pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. And amen. All right, take your seats today. Faith and revelation knowledge. Faith and revelation knowledge. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I've been talking about how um, Adam, remember Adam? How Adam in the garden, when he first was place there, he operated by revelation. He operated by discernment. How that uh, when Adam sinned, though, he fell down from revelation down to education or information level. Is that right? How he fell down from simply discerning everything to having to learn everything. Right? And thereby we get, we, we, we have what mankind records as uh, the beginning of uh, the ages of uh, the Stone Age. Right? The Bronze Age, the Iron Age, yes. the Dark Ages, right? right? Some of y'all remember this from school history. And um, so man has progressed based on information, right? Adam uh, was supposed to operate like God and just simply speak and make things happen. But because he fell down into sin, uh, he, he ended up having to learn everything. In fact, uh, Deacon Gershman, I was talking this morning in the office, a revelation of the Lord that, that he was sharing with me uh, about how, you know, so many times people think when Adam first sinned, because the Bible says, you know, when you eat of this fruit, you'll surely die. People sometimes think Adam died, you know, three days later, but he didn't die three days later. It took Adam almost a thousand years to die from that point, from the point he sinned, because from the point before Adam sinned, there was no time recorded. Right? It was just, they were, they were living day after day in eternity. So from the point Adam sinned, it took him over 900 years because he had to learn how to die. He didn't know how to die. He didn't have, he didn't have TV commercials telling him how to die. He didn't have billboards telling him how to die. But see, what's happened over time, man, we've, we've accelerated death because we've learned how to die quicker now. Praise the Lord. But you and I are learning how to live longer, right? Amen. So Adam fell down into this uh, learning and education. So the, the Stone Age began and so forth. So we've made it up to what we've gone through the industrial 
age, right? The Industrial Revolution, where now you have all kind of machinery doing things. But then we, we are living uh, in human time in what's called the information age, right? Information age now, uh, the internet and all of the things that are available to us, you can Google anything. Anything you want to know, you can Google it. You can find answers on, you know, you can find out how to change, change your tire, how to change your engine on, on YouTube. Is that right? It's all out there. It's the information age. We, and so what's happened, man has increased. The Bible says knowledge will increase. So knowledge, information has increased in the earth. But it, no matter how much uh, knowledge increases, man can never uh, move uh, on, on his own into revelation. Revelation is a whole different animal. Revelation is a whole different issue than education, than information. Amen? Revelation you don't get by research. <laughs> revelation is something you receive from God. Amen? And that revelation is designed to put you on top. You hear that? Revelation is designed to put you on top. I want to show you something here. Look at the book of Psalm, please. Y'all have your Bibles this morning? We're going to go through some scripture here, so get your fingers ready. Get them all limbered up. Praise the Lord. Pop your knuckles, whatever. Praise God. Somebody say, you pop your knuckles, knuckles you're going to get arthritis. That's not even true. That's not even true. If that's been said by your grandma and your great-grandma, and that's not even true. Yeah, that's all. The noise is just bothering them. That's all. Psalm 119. Did I tell y'all where to go? No, okay. Psalm 119. All right. And look at verse uh, 97. I'm going to look at verse 97 through 100. And let's do, do it in the Amplified Bible. Let's do that. Psalm 119. Let's go straight to Amplified. Glory to God. Watch this. Oh, how I love your law. Can we say word? Okay. So, oh, how I love your word. It is my meditation all the day. Now, those of you who've been around long enough, you understand that when you meditate the word of God, what's going what's to happen? What, what are you going to get? Revelation. So it takes meditation to get revelation, okay? So if you, if you meditate on the word of God all day long, you're going to now receive revelation from God. God's going to speak to you. Am I right about that? Okay? So, oh, how I love your, your law or your word. It is my meditation all the day. So I'm going to receive revelation, verse 98. You, through your commandments or through your word, watch this, make me wiser. <laughs> Are you seeing this? I'm showing you revelation is designed to put you on top. So you, through your word, you make me wiser than my enemies, for your words are ever before me. Glory to God. Watch verse uh, 99. I have better understanding and deeper insight than all my teachers. I don't know if y'all understand that. He says, because your testimonies or your, or your word are my meditation. So the word of God, revelation from the word of God will make you or give you better understanding or deeper insight than your teachers. Not talking about your Bible teachers because they're doing the same thing you're doing. But it's talking about when you're out there in the world, you're in school, or you're out there in the world, you're working a job, you got, a, got somebody training you on, on a job, somebody who's superior to you, somebody they've gone to school for four or eight years or ten years, and they, they know all kind of research, yet when you have the word of God and you're meditating on the word of God, you're getting revelation from the word of God, it'll give you better understanding and deeper insight than all your teachers out there. There are 
financial teachers and there are uh, medical and health teachers and all so forth. But the word of God will give you better understanding and deeper insight. All right. Well, that may not impress you. Verse 100. I understand more than the aged. This is based on revelation. I understand more than the old folk. Why? Not because you, you turn a teenager, but because I keep your precepts, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying them. Are you hearing that? So Revelation is designed to give you an advantage. It's designed to put you on top. Can, can you do me a favor? Switch to the uh, Message Bible, verse 97. Message Bible, please. Uh, it says, oh, how I love all you've revealed. I reverently ponder it all the day long. Verse 98. Your commands give me an edge on my enemies. They, your commands, never become obsolete. Verse 99. I've even become smarter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Than my teachers. Since I pondered and absorbed your counsel. Verse 100. I've become wiser than the wise old sages simply by doing what you tell me. Are you hearing this here? Now, I'm not talking about you going out there and trying to belittle or demean your teachers or belittle or demean uh, the senior citizens and people who always want to tell you that this son this is how life is, what you know, they're chewing on stuff and they're trying to tell you. I'm talking about you understanding that when you meditate the word of God, when you get revelation, revelation is always designed to put you on top. And anybody who will get it, they'll move to the top. Are you with me on this so far? Okay, now I want to show you this here, an example of this. Y'all have time for this? Okay, go to the book of Daniel. It's still Old Testament. Major prophets. All right. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. Y'all know it, right? Okay, Daniel 2. I'll see how much time y'all have. I want to read uh, a little bit here. Verse 1. Uh, can I read all of this? Okay, I, let me start then. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. And his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave commandment to call. Now, watch who he calls. The magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So he's calling the wisest people that are available in society. Those who know everything. You got it? He says, so, so they came and stood before the king. Verse 3, and the king said to them, I have, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Glory to God. Oh, to understand the dream, the dream is a better way to put it. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king of Aramaic, O king, live forever. Watch what they say. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. Okay, makes sense. The king answered and said to, to the Chaldeans, my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces and your houses shall be made an ash heap. So I'm not going to tell you the dream. If you're so wise, you tell me what I dreamed. And then interpret it. Now that's something, boy. And if you don't, you're a dead man. You're all dead men. 
He says, verse 6, however, if you tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Hallelujah. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will give his interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would, you would gain time. He's saying, y'all guys are just trying to buy time. Because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there is only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt, speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. In other words, he's saying what you guys are going to do is just kind of put me off, put me off, put me off, and then make up something. And then hope that I just, everything passed. No, no, no. It's not going to work that way. He says, you better, you better tell me what it is. Let me skip down here. Verse 10. Verse 10. He says, uh, the Chaldeans answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Y'all see that? They understand with all of our knowledge and information, all of our wisdom, there's nobody on earth who can tell you what you dreamed. It's impossible. <laughs> he says, uh, therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It's a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell, tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason, the king was angry and very furious and uh, gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree went out. Watch this. What's going on? And they began killing the wise men. And they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Now, Daniel and his companions weren't at this meeting. But because they're part of, of the wise men of that day, they're going to get killed too. Now, the way I imagine it is, uh, let's pretend y'all are wise, the wise men, the Chaldeans, the astrologers. I love y'all. Just, just, I imagine they didn't probably just kill everybody at one time. They probably killed the first guy. Chop. And then look at you. You got something yet? <laughs> Chop. No, you. All right, you got something yet? And you said, thinking, oh, Lord, Lord of mercy. You're going to come up with something if you can. <laughs> so they're going one at a time. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, don't forget Daniel and those Hebrew boys over there somewhere. Put them on in line, too. We're going to get to them, too. Right? Hallelujah. Now watch verse 14. Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Ariok, the king's captain, why is this decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. All right, I, I can do this. Glory to God. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That's the same people we know as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, his companions. That they might seek the mercies, seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret. So that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of them fools. Or the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Right? We can't die with them, Lord. We have access to revelation. Glory to God. Verse 19, now watch. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. Remember I talked about that last Sunday? In a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Glory to God. 
Uh, blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes time and seas, removes kings, raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Verse 22, here it is. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows, God knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Glory to God. Now let me keep going down here a little bit. Drop down to uh, verse 24. Therefore Daniel went to Ariok, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said, said thus to him, do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king and I will tell the king the interpretation. In other words, stop your killing. Verse 25, then Ariok quickly brought Daniel before the king and said thus to him, I found a man of the captains of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to, to Daniel, whose name was uh, Belteshazzar, are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Hallelujah. In other words, if all the best surgeons in the world can't diagnose, can't treat your issue, there's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. If, all, if the police can't find where your children are, if, if everything is going to mess in your family, there's a God in, in heaven who reveals secrets. You can't get through that little, that little uh, password on that cell phone. There's a God in heaven, children, who reveals secrets. Hallelujah. You may think you're getting by, but there's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. Parents ought to tell their children that. Oh, you think you're getting away, but there's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. And he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. Your dream and the vision of your, of your head upon your bed were these. So he goes on to tell him what it is. So he explains everything. Now drop down to verse 46. Verse 46. Then the king Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face prostrate before Daniel. The king falls down before Daniel and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and the revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Glory to God. Then, here it is, the king did what? Promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts. Now this isn't talking about he gave him a, you know, a couple you know, Tootsie Rolls are talking about. This is talking about he he loaded and made him rich. And he made him ruler over the whole house, over the whole province of Babylon, and a chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. You notice the revelation put him on top. Not only that, and Daniel petitioned the king and set, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But Daniel sat in the gate of the king. I just wanted you to, I know that took a long time, but I wanted you to see that revelation, when God reveals secrets to you, things that are not available to your counterparts in the world, it is always designed to put you on top. And it'll work in your, in your own business, it'll work at your job, in your career, it'll work in school, it'll work in, in your family, it'll work in, any, in your health, it'll work in any area of your life. God reveals things that are designed to bring you from the bottom all the way to the top. 
Are y'all hearing me today? All right, now, so let's get back here. We, we dealt with this Wednesday night about revelation knowledge, right? So although we're living in the revelation age, the devil wants to keep us uh, down on the information level, walking by sight and not by faith, right? Now, remember I, Wednesday night I gave you uh, two types of knowledge, right? One was sense knowledge. The other was revelation knowledge. Okay, now to live in victory, you got to come back up to revelation. You can't live on sense knowledge here. You got to live on revelation if you're going to have any victory in your life. Now, sense knowledge, what is that? It's any information that's gained or revealed through the senses, and it comes from human, human sources. That's sense knowledge. It's what, what is revealed to your touch, to taste, to smell, to sight, to hearing. It is things you learn. Things you, you, knowledge you gain through human sources. And there's plenty of it out there. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's plenty of knowledge out there. There's plenty of information out there. But that sense knowledge realm is the realm where fear dominates. Right? Remember I gave you that Wednesday night. Fear dominates that realm. Right now, people are already freaking out. It is not hurricane season yet. Am I right about it? I mean, it just got a little, little extra rain, little, little rain. I mean, it ain't, the wind ain't hardly blowing. And people are already freaking out. They got to go stock up on water, got to go stock up on lights, got to go up uh, candles, got to go stock up on batteries because, boy, it's going to be terrible this year. And that, where, where they get that from? It's sense knowledge. It's the sense realm. Glory to God. Some of y'all are sitting there saying, well, you should freak out. You know you don't have to freak out about anything. Because you and I can't live in that, in that sense realm. We live, live on revelation knowledge. That's why last year, even when Hurricane Irma was impending, it was coming down our street. We didn't freak out. We didn't run and hide. Because we knew who we were. We knew that the wind and the rain didn't have dominion over us. That we have dominion over the wind and the rain. So rather than freak out, we stopped and said, no, Irma, shut up. <laughs> but when you live in the sense realm, you're dominated by fear, right? And so this whole, every, the major industries in America all dominated by fear, right? Indus, uh, all the insurance, we named all a bunch of insurances the other night. People talking about insurance for insurance. <laughs> Somebody said pizza insurance, supplement insurance, and Disability insurance and health insurance and life insurance and renter's insurance and car insurance and every, just insurance for dogs and praise the Lord. Because the big, the big word is always what if. What if. And so that what if fear paralyzes people. Fear paralyzes the human spirit. And it happens because people live on sense knowledge. Hallelujah. That's where natural men live. But I want to talk about another, another realm, another knowledge. It's called revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge is information that's real, revealed to your spirit from above. It's from divine sources. In other words, God shows you something. Now, this is where born-again men live. Born-again people can live, notice I said can live, on revelation knowledge. The problem with many born-again people is that many born-again people are still living on sense knowledge. And what they hear, what they see, has more impact on their lives than what God's word says. 
But you and I can live on revelation knowledge. Everybody say revelation knowledge. Now on this level, faith dominates. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now remember what I told you, that fear paralyzes your spirit, right? But faith releases your spirit to soar. Faith releases your spirit to soar. Faith allows you to move past limitations. It allows you to move past boundaries. It allows you to move past capstones. Anything that, that men won't want to put on you, faith allows you to move past it, but your faith needs revelation knowledge. Yes, Do you hear me? Yes, now, revelation is what leads us to victory. Let's, let's go to uh, Matthew 16. We, we looked at this Wednesday night. Matthew 16. Y'all with me so far? Yes, sir. I know there's a lot of review, but I think we need to catch up. Make sure we're up to speed on this here. Matthew 16. Glory to God. This, is, this, is, this has gotten so big on the inside of me. I mean, it's, it's almost really like I got a brand new Bible again. It'll happen to you. Is that not happy yet. But it'll happen to you. If the more you meditate this, the Bible becomes brand new because all of a sudden you start to notice, start the scripture, revelation. Everything happens by revelation. Everything, you'll see it. You'll see it. So Matthew 16, and there's a story here. Jesus is talking to uh, Peter. Matthew 16, verse, verse um, I'm going to start at verse 15. Jesus had been asked the disciples, who do people say that he, that he is? Look at verse um, 15. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, said to him, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. You didn't get this from sense knowledge. He said, but my father who is in heaven, or in other words, you got this, this is what you have is revelation knowledge. Y'all got that? All right, now watch what happens. He says, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock or upon this revelation knowledge, I will build my church, glory to God, and, and, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So two things I want you to note there is one, one, the church is built on revelation knowledge. You got it? That's why, again, I told you, that's why you don't make sense to the world when you talk in faith. That's why I heard her, her sister testifying earlier about, you know, we tell people I'm going to do this without debt and stuff, and, you know, get out of debt and people, they don't understand. Because they, they, this, the church is, everything about the kingdom of God is built on revelation knowledge. It's not built on sense knowledge. So the whole church, he said, I'm building my church on this rock of revelation knowledge. But secondly, I want you to note, he said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. To, to prevail means to win or have victory. So he says that, that revelation knowledge is such a foundation that hell cannot defeat it. Oh, you got to catch that. So <laughs> when you get a revelation, you become unstoppable. When you get revelation knowledge, you become indestructible. When you get something, instead of basing your life on what you learn, when you base your life on what you have discerned, what you have received, now you become, uh, oh my God, you step over into an eternal way of living. That you can't be stopped. The Bible says there's no, there's no wisdom or counsel or might against the Lord. So once God gives you revelation knowledge, 
you're guaranteed victory. Glory to God. Unstoppable force. Are you hearing that? Are you sure you're hearing that? So, so let's, 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 let's just use this scenario of physical healing. If you've got a, a sickness that's attacked your body, diabetes, lupus, cancer, you name it, whatever it is, a cold, sinus infection. <laughs> when it's hit your body, your senses go haywire. Am I right about it? I mean, you feel bad. You feel sluggish. You can't take. My wife had, was under attack last week with that same thing. I had it last uh, beginning of 2017. Man, this sinusitis hit me, man. It just, oh, wow. Everything about my physical body told me, man, I'm not used to this here. I'm not used to being sick. And I don't enjoy it. I don't like it. I don't plan on it happening anymore. Come on now. Am I talking to real believers in here? You don't, you don't get used to, get to being sick, you understand? And so here I was, man, this thing is attacking my body. I mean, it, it stinks. When you get a sinus infection, it stinks. I mean, you can't taste anything. Your body feels bad. I mean, you just, you, you want to sleep. You, wanna, you can't hardly eat. I mean, it's just, oh, Lord. But when you get a revelation knowledge, I, I, I go back in the Word and say, God, open my eyes to see again that I'm not just trying to get healed. I am the healed. I am the healed. My health is being restored. Health is my, is my right. It's the children's bread. Are you hearing me? So I understand then now. So when, when I, when I, this is just my testimony. I'm not telling you to do this unless you get a revelation. So my revelation that I got from God told me I, don't, I didn't need medicine. Now my body said get some medicine. <laughs> Are you hearing me? My body told me get something. Take everything you can. Unfortunately, in our house, we don't have stuff you can take. So you got to go buy it. <laughs> so, no, no. Revelation always said no. So I, I told you before, I just put the word of God on. I meditate the word of God. I let, I, let, I let Brother Hagen preach to me over and over again. I let Dad, he, had, he has a series on his website on healing. Man, I just listen over and over all day, all night, boom, 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 until bam, I got this thing. Now all of a sudden, now because I have revela revelation knowledge, I can't lose this thing anymore. So before I broke, the sickness broke. Because the gates of hell shall not prevail against revelation knowledge. Now, I know, I know you're saying it won't prevail against the church. Yes. Yes, gates of hell won't prevail against the church. But the church is, the reason why it won't prevail against the church is because the church is built on the rock of revelation knowledge. So if you and I in the church will get our lives built on the rock of revelation man. Matter of fact, Jesus told a story. You remember the story, the parable? He said there's two guys who built the house. One guy built his house on the sand. Sand is a picture of sense knowledge. Because sand, you can, it, it moves. When the water comes in, it moves in and out. You, you won't always feel different today than you felt tomorrow. Right? Your, your feelings change. Oh my God. 
Y'all not going to believe this. Y'all won't believe this. My wife and I have been married 18 years a day, right? Yes. Right? Okay, yeah, yeah. There were some days I was hot with her. In your five years. Some days she was hot with me. So the, our feelings... Nothing more than feeling, right? <laughs> Feelings, boy, they go like this. I might want to pow, you know. Um, right? Sometimes I, I don't sleep with one eye over myself, like. I know y'all gonna do that's not that's pastor. Yeah, pastor can be can be a trip. I can be a trip sometimes. Glory to God. But 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 my revelation knowledge prevailed over how I felt. Come on now. See, once you get a revelation of marriage, that we are one in the Lord then that, that sustains us. See, so that man who built his house on the sand, on sense knowledge, when the winds came and the rains came, the floods came, beat against, his, against that house, that house fell. But he said another man built his house on a rock. That rock is emblematic of revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge, it is the truth and it won't change. No matter how much the wind blows, no matter how much the rain falls, no matter how, how hot a flood is, revelation knowledge, this thing won't change. It won't move. Because now I know what I know, what I know, what I know. That's why folk, folk it doesn't matter what people think. You can't move me off prosperity. You can't move me off divine healing. You can't move me off talking in tongues. I already know something now. Glory to God. Are oh, you hear what I'm saying to you? Glory to God. Somebody say, I know something. See, that once you know something, you're now, you're now set up for victory. He said the gates of hell will not prevail against that. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Listen to this statement. The difference between winning and losing in any area of your life is revelation knowledge. The difference between winning and losing. Oh, this is good. That's worth writing down. The difference between winning and losing in any area of your life is revelation knowledge. Once you come to know something, that knowledge, I'm talking about revelation knowledge here, it sees past your senses. It sees past what you feel. It, see, it sees past uh, what the report says. How many times have, you know, you know somebody say, hey, pastor, you know, uh, this, I've heard this. I want you to pray with me. I'm going to the doctor next week. Pray with me that I get a good report. And, you know, I'm nice. So I say, okay, I'll pray with you. Let you get a good report. But what if the report is bad? What if it's a bad report? See, what you're doing is hoping that something looks a certain way and then you'll believe. That's not how it works, baby. 
got revelation knowledge that it, that it doesn't matter what the report says. I'm already healed. Glory to God. I can go, I can go to the doctor next week and they can say, hey, it's worse than it was six months ago. That, thank you, doc. I appreciate that. But the arm of the Lord in Isaiah 53 verse 1 is revealed to the one who believes his report. So I don't go by what the doctor's report says to determine whether I'm healed. I don't go by what my credit report says to determine if I'm debt free. Y'all better catch that. See, see, my wife and I, before we came out of debt, we came out of debt. Before we in actuality came out of debt, we already came out of debt. We got a revelation knowledge that God has said in, in, back in the book of, book of uh, Exodus. He said, I'm going to rid you of your enemies. I'm going to snatch you out of your enemies' hands. So at that point, once we got a revelation of that, we begin to every day expect God when we call and check our credit report. We're going to find some debts, some things missing, something gone. Glory to God. I wish I had somebody to believe up in here. See, so, so now, now the, what was revelation knowledge is, in fact, sense knowledge. It manifested in the sense realm. So now we don't owe anybody on this planet a dime. But before that manifested, we already had a revelation on it. Are you hearing me today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, the difference between winning and losing in any area of your life is revelation knowledge. Did y'all get that? If it's physical healing, the difference between you, I'm talking about getting your manifestation, is revelation knowledge. Glory to God. Remember that woman with issue of blood? Remember her, Mark 5, that woman? The Bible says she had been to many physicians. Matter of fact, the Bible says she had suffered many things of many physicians. And she had not gotten better, but had rather grown worse. Is that what your Bible says? And then it says, but she heard about Jesus. And she kept saying to herself, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. Now, she got a revelation from somewhere. She had heard of him, and she said. And, and so before, before Jesus could even turn, she had snatched her healing. Remember Jesus Christ was one, one time in a house, and the Bible says a house was so jam-packed with people that somebody had to climb on the roof to get in? Well, the Bible says in Luke's account of that story, Luke 5, I think it is, it says when he was in that house that his power, the power of the Lord was present to heal them all. But those old people, they were sitting around looking, but they had no revelation. Healing was there. They were inspecting. They had no revelation. But some guy and his friends had a revelation that if we can just get right there in his presence, we can get healed. And so they climbed up on the roof, tore the roof off, let him down in front of Jesus Christ, and he was healed because they got a revelation. Are oh, you hearing me? I'm just trying to show you the simple, the, this, this, it's just a small difference. 
I'm talking about in your for a happy family. How many of y'all want a happy family? Do you know that revelation knowledge is the difference between a happy family and a horrible family? I don't care how it looks. Tell your neighbor, I don't care how it looks. God can change your family. Tell them all you need is revelation knowledge. I'm telling you right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I have a happy family. Now, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, pretend like, you know, I, I had a perfect life. So most of y'all know I've, this, I've, you know, I'm in a great marriage now, but I didn't have that before. And in that first marriage, I didn't have a happy family and a happy marriage, all that kind of good stuff. But the reason was because I didn't have a revelation, nor did she, but I didn't have a revelation of Revelation knowledge of, you understand, of what it's supposed to be like. I don't know, that, I don't know the Bible. The Bible says, uh, Paul, uh, Peter says, he says, husbands, you got to dwell with your wives with understanding. In other words, he said, husbands, you need a revelation. I better, all the husbands raise your hand. I'm talking to y'all. All the future husbands raise your hand. Future husbands. All right. The Bible says, you have to dwell with your wife with understanding, which means you need a revelation of who she is. He says, honoring her as the honoring her as the weaker vessel. You need a revelation that she's the weaker vessel. That is your job to take care of her. To comfort her. To keep her. To, to keep her looking good. That's what I was going to say. That. I was about to say it. I wasn't going to leave that out. To present her to yourself as a, a, a glorious bride. So, when you get a revelation, you won't, you won't fight over shoes. You won't fight over nails and getting the hair done. Not once you get a revelation. You understand her emotions. You need a revelation of it. Glory to God. If you want business success, business success requires revelation. Give me um, Isaiah 48 verse 17. Give me Isaiah 48 verse 17. Watch this. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. What's the whole point of business? It's to make profit. Nobody in business just to help people. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. People, oh, we're in business to help. No, you're not. Let's get that lie off the table here. You're in business to make a profit. Because if helping people hurt you, you're going to shut your business down. So let's just be truthful here. You're in business for profit, and God is okay with that. He said, I'm going, I'll help you do it. So he says, I'll teach you to profit, and I'll lead you by the way you should go, which means I've got I to reveal some things to you so you can make a profit. 
Are y'all hearing that? God is okay with you having a profitable business. I said God is okay with you having a profitable business. As a matter of fact, he wants your business on top. I, I'm talking to every business owner right here. He wants your business on top. Glory to God. Ministry success requires revelation from God. Glory to God. The Bible says the, the church, they walked in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and they were multiplied. That's over there around Acts chapter 9, right around verse 31. They walked in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and they were multiplied. They increased because God gives you revelation here. Financial prosperity. I'll, I'll cross that one off the list. Y'all didn't say that last time. I said financial prosperity. Y'all sitting there like you don't need any money. Financial prosperity requires revelation knowledge. The difference between you being poor and you being rich is not how much schooling you have. Because there's a lot of doctorate degree people broke. <laughs> I, I sent some people, I saw an article the other day, man. This, this article knocked my socks off. There's this guy, he became a dentist, orthodontist. And uh, his debt currently is over $1 million. Just student loan debt. Just student loan debt. So he, because, you know, they told him, hey, this is, you know, they don't, don't worry about it, man. You're going to be an orthodontist. You can pay this off in a couple years. No problem. And it, it, started, it started at $600,000 of debt. But you're going you gonna to make this and pay it off in a few years, bro. And here he is now. It's been many years later. And so he got on this government program that is a government re repayment program, right? So now instead of his, instead of his monthly payment being over $10,000, his monthly payment is only $1,500 on the student loan. Some of y'all to be like, Phew. you ain't bad as you thought, right? And so they said, well, what happens after 25 years, because it's a government-backed loan, they're going to forgive the debt, the remainder of the debt after 25 years. But they said, after 25 years, he will have paid $1.6 million. Well, they, they've been made their money back. My point to you is, I'm, and I'm not against degrees. I've got a lot of degrees in my house. But I'm talking about that the education is not your key to financial prosperity. And the color of your skin doesn't make a difference. I better say that for some of y'all black folk in here. It's a, it's a handful of black people in, the, in here. <laughs> it's a handful of y'all. It doesn't matter to God whether you're black. No man can keep you from financial prosperity. All you need, say all I need, is revelation knowledge. Give me John 21. Give me John 21. Let's start right, right at verse 1. Can y'all handle this today? Just, just give me a couple more minutes. I'll, I'll let you go home to your grits and shrimp and all that kind of stuff you got. John 21, verse 1. I want to show you here, all you need is revelation knowledge. The difference between you being wealthy and being poor is revelation knowledge. 
It said, after these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Verse 2, Simon Peter, Thomas called, Simon Peter, comma, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, which is James and John, and two others of his disciples were together. Okay, now this is after Jesus Christ has been to the cross, been to the grave. He's already been resurrected, but they can't, they, they can't find him. He's not showing up to them uh, like, like he was. Verse 3, Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. Now, when you read that, I'm going fishing, it doesn't mean like, you know, Devin, like we just, you know, we're going to go fish on the weekend, try to catch some, you know, uh, grouper and, you know, snook. He's, he's saying, if you read in the King James, I go a fishing, which literally means I'm going back to fishing. Remember when Jesus Christ met them, they were fishermen. So they're saying we're going back to our fishing trade. All right. So he said, I'm going fishing. So they said to him, well, this ministry thing is over. We're going with you. Got it? All right. Now, they went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. So they're in business. You understand? Now, this sounds uh, uh, eerily similar to the first time they met Jesus Christ. Back in Luke 5, they had fished all night and caught nothing. Remember that? Now watch, he says, and that, that night they caught nothing. So their business is not producing anything. Now they, they got to pay all the people on the boat and they, you know, they got to have the nets ready. You know, if it was today, they had to pay for gas and stuff like that. All right. So they're, they're not profitable. Verse four. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Verse five. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? Y'all caught anything, guys? They answered him, No. So right now, business-wise, they're broke, they're poor, they have nothing. All right, now what I tell you now, what do you need? Revelation knowledge. Verse 6. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. This is right as opposed to left. Cast that on the right side of the boat and you'll find some. So they cast. And now, now, they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Now, you understand this story simply means, or telling us, that they went from one moment, business producing nothing, to the next moment, they got more fish than they can handle. I'm telling you, some of you in business right here today, all you need is a word. Remember, he teaches you to profit. All you need is one word from the Lord to say, cast your net on this side. Oh, y'all missing that. They're in a boat. They're on the sea. They've been casting. These are fishermen. These are trained, experienced fishermen that have been doing it their whole lives. Generational fishermen. You don't think they've cast a net on that side before? Come on, any fisherman on in here. You, you don't keep casting the same spot and you get nothing. You turn the boat around, cast. You go to the other side of the boat, you cast. You go five yards down the way and you cast. You go 20 yards down the, down the way and you cast. Well, what happened? Here comes a word. They're operating by their sense knowledge. 
Here comes Jesus Christ with a revelation. I know something you don't know. So he tells them, cast your net on the right side and you'll find some. Not only did they find some, they caught such a multitude that they couldn't even bring it in. How many of y'all would like your business to catch so much? Y'all fooling me, man. How many of y'all were ready for your business to come to bring in so much that you can't bring it all in? No, are y'all ready for your business to produce so much that you can't bring it all in? All you need is one word from the Lord. No, don't cast over here. Cast in Gulfport. That's somebody's word. I don't know why I said Gulfport. That's somebody's word right there. Cast in Gulfport. No, cast over here. No, you've been trying over here all this time. No, try over here now. <laughs> Remember the first time back in Luke 5, those guys, when they got a word, they, Jesus told them, hey, go into the deep and let down your net for a draw. They said, hey, we tried all night long. Nevertheless, at your word or at this revelation knowledge, we will let down the net. And this time, they brought up a net and the net broke. It was so much fish coming in there. See, I'm telling you, the difference between your prosperity, your financial wealth, and being broke is revelation knowledge. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. My clock already stopped, so let me just, let me just shift here for a second here. But Cheryl, you... Uh, my wife and I appreciated that word you sent this morning. That was from the Lord. What'd she say? You want to know what she said? Here's what she said. This is just my abbreviated version. So what she said was, so many people in the church, this church, think the reason that my wife and I are blessed or out of debt is because of what you do. What you've given, what you've done. And I said, I, I know that's true. <laughs> and I have news for you. It is not. <laughs> it is because we have gotten a revelation from God on how to operate in the financial arena. <laughs> it is because we allow God to speak to us and show us Here's how you operate. I want you to believe me for stuff. Don't just go buy everything. So we stop going to buy everything. We stop letting our money dictate what we did and start allowing faith to produce things for us. We got a revelation of Matthew 6.33. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. So when you get all flustered because look what they got added, it's because we, we sat back and allowed God to add it to us. We stop going to get it and start allowing God to add things to us. That's why we're out of debt. That's why we're living in abundance. Oh, well on our way. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> because Paul said, Paul said, I, I, got, I got abundance through revelation. So revelation is going to bring you into abundance. 
Glory to God. And there's a financial mantle on our lives to bring us into abundance and to bring you into abundance. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you this morning. That's why I preach the way I preach. Because I'm here as a, allow this word, don't get mad, as a financial deliverer for you. I'm here to help bring you out of debt. I'm here to help bring you over into abundance. I'm here, I'm here to help bring you out of lack. I'm here to help bring you out of poverty. Many of you came here, you ain't have nothing. You ain't have a pot to, and I wouldn't have thrown out all, but now look at yourself. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you what God has put us here for. Now what you're going to do is make sure you don't get upset when you see what God does for us. It's not to, to make you mad. It's to give you an example. Are you hearing this here? We were talking, we, we, we spent the rest of the morning talking about that for sure. And I said, you know, I, I think I've shared this with you before, that if, 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 if I got a water speaker right here, and I got roses over here, and I, I need to get water from here to here, I can load buckets, or I can go buy a water hose. And I take that water hose, I hook the water hose up to the spigot, and now I can get water from the spigot, the source, to my roses. Right? Now the roses are getting the benefit. But doesn't the hose get wet too? Doesn't the inside of the hose get wet too? As a matter of fact, doesn't the inside of the hose get full before it starts emptying out? So all God has done in our lives is get us wet and get us full so as we empty out, you get blessed too. That's how it works. So it's not, it's not what anybody has done for us. It's what God has revealed and we just said, okay, I believe that. God, I believe what you say. I believe you can do this. I believe you can supply all of our needs according to riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 20, 20. I'm talking about, see, see, Second Chronicles 20, 20, get that. See, God has put a financial anointing on our lives. You understand that? But listen to this. The anointing is not for us. The anointing is for you. It's for anybody in the body of Christ who will watch, who will listen. It's people watching online right now who they're grabbing and eating this and God's going to bless their lives. Because if God anoints you, it's not for you. Oh, I got a healing anointing. It's, the healing anointing is not for you. The healing anointing is for people that you're going to lay hands on the, on the sick and they recover. If you, oh, I have an anointing for marriages. Well, it ain't for you. It's for the marriages. Are you hearing this here? So you need a revelation. Everybody said you need a revelation. All right, so here's what happened. The children of Israel, children of Judah, really, they were stuck here. Uh, some enemy was about to come against them. And here's the word of the Lord came to them. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Now, believing means I got a, I got a revelation. I got some knowledge came to me, and I believe it. But then he says, believe his prophets and you shall prosper. So God will reveal something through his prophets 
that are meant to prosper you, that are meant to bring you into success, that are meant to bring you over into financial victory. Oh, you hear me on this today. All right. For sake of time, let me, let me, let me close here. I, I, I want to I wanna get to this, and I'll, I'll deal with it Wednesday night. Because I've got to teach you about how your faith needs revelation knowledge. Okay? Go to 1 John 5. Go to 1 John 5. And we'll end here. Have y'all learned anything today so far? Hallelujah. I can't live on sense knowledge. I have to live on revelation knowledge. The difference between my victory and my defeat or my winning and my losing is revelation knowledge. The difference between me standing in a storm and me being crushed by a storm is revelation knowledge. I'm talking about success in your marriage, success in your family, success in your physical body, success in your business, success in your ministry, success in every area of your life is contingent upon you getting revelation knowledge. You got it? That means knowledge that comes from God. God wants to reveal something. God wants to show you something. Praise the Lord. 1 John 5 and verse um, 4 and 5. It says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. So what overcomes the world? Faith. You got it? Then he says in verse 5, he who, who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Now remember, it's the same thing Jesus Christ asked Peter about who, who, do, who do men say that I am? Then he said, who do you say that I, that I am? He said, I believe you're Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So that, that's a revelation. So even you believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is a divine revelation. So everything in your life is based on getting this revelation, revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Once you have that, now you can build everything else off that. So your faith starts there. In fact, faith starts where the will of God is known. Faith starts where, where the will of God is known. So once you have this knowledge from God, now you, you can have faith. You can apply faith, right? Now let's read this same verse, verse 4 and verse 5, in the contemporary English version. Contemporary English version. Let's see this says, every child of God can defeat the world. Ask your neighbor, did you see that? Ask your neighbor, did you see that? How are you just sitting there? Did you see that? Every child of God can defeat the world. You can whip anything in this world. There's no sickness or disease. There's no condition. There's no storm. There's no light. There's no poverty. There's no depression. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's, no, there's nothing in this world can defeat you if you're a child of God. He says, and our faith is what gives us this victory. Man, isn't that good to know? Verse 5. No one can defeat the world without having faith in Jesus as the Son of God. How many of you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? That belief is the foundation for victory in every area of your life. That, that is a revelation. Right? Am I right about that? 
Because don't you know people in your family or on your job or your neighborhood who don't believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Well, I mean, how could, how could you believe that? And unless it's been revealed to you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I know that seems so basic, but I, I, I need you to just to get, to get that just to the root here. That if you believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you already have the foundation for success and victory in any and every area of your life. Because you're already brought on top of the world where you can defeat anything in this world. Because of your revelation knowledge. Now, once you get that, Sister Garrett, then now I operate and I seek revelation knowledge from here on out on everything. Once, once I got that, now I get it on everything. Or I got a, a test, a, a tribulation going, I'm, I'm dealing with. All right, Lord, show me this thing here. Show me what's happening. They messing me up, messing around with me on the job. Lord, show me what's happening with that. Messing around with, you know, the kids acting up. Show me what's behind that. Because I know I raised them better than that. Right? If you raise them better than that, then what's, what's behind that? What's really going on? What have they gotten into? What have they, what have they opened themselves up to? Come on now. If there's a physical attack against your body, I, listen, this, this, this is my resolve. This is my resolve. Glory to God. Please don't, 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 ever, don't ever make a mistake with this. If, if you see pastor, and pastor's sick, and man, I'm down. Something, I mean, I'm down, down. Don't ever think it's God's fault. Don't ever think God is just not healing pastor. I have already concluded by revelation knowledge that God, if there's something, anything in my life that has not manifested, is not you. Isn't that right? I think it's what, Psalm 84 verse 11 that says, no good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. So if anything in my life that I don't have manifested yet is not God. It's not God holding it back and I know the devil can't stop it. So then it must be me. God, I need a revelation. I've been dealing with this sickness too long. I need a revelation. I've been dealing with this poverty too long. I need a revelation. I've been in this debt too long. I need a revelation. My marriage been going through hell too long. I need a revelation. My family been a mess too long. I need a revelation, God. Oh, man. Oh, man. Y'all don't like that. Y'all better stand up. Y'all don't want to stand up? Well, let me say this to you. You got your little scriptures. You confessing your little scriptures. That don't mean Jack. You need a revelation. You need a revelation behind the scripture. That's when faith locks in. That's when faith rises. That's when you get manifestation. Not because you confess three scriptures. You must believe. You must see something in a different realm. Because faith will perceive as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Once you get that, you, may, you might 
you might at that point get to stop confessing scriptures now. Y'all miss it. See, once you get a revelation, you can almost just stop confessing scriptures at that point. You over that scripture exercise now. I got it now. I got it. I got, I got my healing now. Oh, I'm healed now in Jesus' name. Oh, I'm going to live and not die. And I ain't, it ain't just confessing scripture. No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm good though. What? Oh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. Long before we were out of debt, we began to confess. We were out of debt. All of our needs are met. We're living in abundance. Parents of the gospel, long before we had anything, a diamond eye to our name. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what, how everything looked at that point. And it, we, 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 we went way beyond confessing scripture, baby. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? People confessing scripture. Oh, that's, that's good. That's nice. That's nice. But when, when the revelation comes, it's again, it's, it's past scripture. Now you, you become the scripture. Become the scripture. I'm talking about revelation. Revelation is totally different than just scripture meditation. Some people doing recitation. I'm reciting scripture. No, revelation is different. And once you have that, now you have a solid rock, a solid foundation that it won't matter what new bill come. Oh, it's a debt. I didn't know I had that debt. No, that, that don't mean nothing. I'm debt free. Doctor, find something new. That's we ain't notice on your chart. Don't matter, dog. I'm I'm healed. I'm, I'm healed. I'm healed, Jeff. I'm healed. I'm good. I'm winning. I'm victorious. I'm overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I am that. Not, Isaiah 53 verse four and five says, "Your Lord says, by Jesus stripes I'm healed." No, you just no. Now you can work that. Y'all stand up. Stand up. Stand up. I'm past my clock. I'm past my clock. I am a living testimony. I should have been dead and gone. But Lord, you help me live on. I am. And I thank the Lord I'm still alive. I'm not alive just because of a scripture. I'm alive because of a revelation. That's right, that's right, honey. The letter kills, the Bible says. But the spirit gives life. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Somebody, some, I don't know who it is, but somebody, you're about to get so much business that you are not going to be able to haul it in. And watch this, watch this. And the difference in John 21 and Luke 5 was in Luke 5 they brought in so much, but the net broke. But in 21, 
the net didn't break. They didn't lose anything. They didn't lose a thing. Everything God had for them, they got it. I don't know why I'm bringing that back up to you, but I'm telling you right now, this is, oh my God, this is the revealing year. And God's going to reveal to you where, where, oh Jesus. I, I, I want to say it, but some of y'all might get offended if I say it, but I'm going to just say it. He's going to show you where your money is. Did you hear what I said? He's about to reveal to you where your money is. Well, you ain't fishing everywhere. You ain't working everywhere. No, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you don't need, a, you don't need another conference. You just gonna do whatever the Lord says. You don't need another seminar. You don't need another workshop. You don't need to, need to read another book. You just gonna do whatever the Lord says, and He gonna take you right into your inheritance. Gonna take you right into your wealthy place. Gonna take you right into your wealth. This is that year. This is that year where He gonna re just simply reveal to you. What God has for you. No more struggling. No more toiling. He's going to teach you how to profit. He's going to lead you in the way you should go. It's going to be just like that. You're going to be like, this is so easy. This is so easy. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Jesus said, come unto me all ye who labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Give me that. He says, I'll give you rest. Look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me. Learn from me. Oh, this is your learning. Learning from him. This isn't learning from school. This is learning from him. He said, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest, not toil. Rest for your souls. Verse 30. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Did y'all see that? Give me verse uh, 26, same chapter. Even so, no, go to verse 25. Watch this. This before he says that. Watch verse 25. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent. There are things you've hidden from the wise and prudent and have revealed them to babes. Hey, babes. Hey, babes. Babies are those who, have, who don't have knowledge of this sense realm information. I don't know how this stuff works. I just, I just cried to my father and he just talks to me. He says, so there are things that he'll reveal to babes. You got it? 26. Even so, Father, for it seemed good in your sight. So God... There are things he wanted to reveal to us. It was good in God's sight. Verse 27, all things have been delivered to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. Nor does anyone know the Father except the Son and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. So the reason you know Father God is because Jesus Christ wanted to reveal him to you. The reason you know Jesus Christ is because Father God wanted to reveal him to you. So you have already received a glorious revelation already. Then it gets to verse 28. So come to me. The revealer. All you labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. 
So once you get revelation, you leave toil. Man, grab hands with somebody next to you. Grab hands. Just grab hands with anybody. 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 Oh, my God. I'm about to release something. Holy Ghost is telling me every person today who has received this word, you have just exited off the highway of toil. You have just left. Listen to me. You are now entering. Into a rest. Oh my God. Oh Jesus, help me. Hold, hold on, hold on. I, I, I'm trying to articulate what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing. Maya basson doke shete kera da bati talalabasata. Ma baba kasi talalabasson dore mediki sombrostonde. Sora baba baka sandaramasanda. There's a wind about to blow over you. There's a wind of fresh anointing about to blow over you. That's going to break you all out of your struggle and all out of your toil. And you're going to enter into rest. But this is the revealing year, said the Lord. This is the era of flourishing. This is the time where God is going to reveal to you Hidden things, secret things, treasured things, stored up things <laughs> that he has reserved and yeah, preserved for you. It's time now. It's time now. That in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, I'm going to highlight my own people, says the Lord. I'm going to show you off. I'm going to make you so glorious that all will see and be baffled, says the Lord. When they see the notable miracles of of prosperity on your life, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder if you are ready. La 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 mandoro koshita ya basata. Marabasa karabasata. Soramba brasata la bas. Ha. 
Thomas, Sister Garrett, y'all, y'all move back. Move back. Get, get back. Get, step back. Step back. Now, that scripture said, believe the Lord your God, you shall be established, believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. I want to do you believe me today. You chose the right day to be in the house of God. There's a wind of anointing that's about to pass on you. That is about, I promise you, it's about to change your life if you receive it. It doesn't have to make sense to you, but it's about to pass on you. This is going to seem strange. This is going to, this is going to look very strange. But when this, this wind hits you, <laughs> you might fall, you might stand, you might rock, but you're going to get up different. And you're going to enter into this era of supernatural financial prosperity. Watch this. It's the wind of anointing. 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 You ain't gotta do anything. You ain't gotta fall. You ain't gotta run. It's the wind of anointing. It's the wind of glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Reba baba kasata la la basata. Yera la la mambrando la rokosia la la basata. Y'all better get over here. Y'all better get over here. Reba baba kasata. I don't want y'all to miss it. Y'all gonna play musical chairs? You better make sure it's something. I don't know what's gonna happen. The winds of change have just blown over your life. Everything is about to change. It is changing now. When there came from heaven a sound as of a rushing mighty wind, everything in the earth changed. Oh, and I understand. 
Some of you might think, what is that? I don't know. I, I, this wasn't my idea. I didn't come up with that. I didn't come to church and say, today I'm going to blow, blow and wave my arm open. I didn't, I didn't think about that. Why would I do that? That's silly. Prosper. Prosper. Prosperity winds are blowing over your life, over your home, over your family, over your business, over your career, over that lack, over that debt, over that report. And your bodies are being healed to boot. Because the same anointing that's shifting you financially is healing your bodies. Right now in Jesus' name. Every cell, every rogue cell is being replaced. Every organ is being repaired. Every muscle, tissue, ligament being mended right now. Torn muscles are being healed right now. There are torn muscles being healed right now. Torn muscles are being healed right now as I speak. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Being healed right now as I speak. Oh, I want everybody to pray. Everybody just lift your hands, lift your voice. Oh, the wind of prosperity is in this place. I didn't plan this. Wouldn't think of this myself. Might be strange, but how you're about to live is going to be very strange. How you're about to live is going to be very strange to all the people who know you. They thought they knew you, they thought they had you pegged, but how God is about to cause you to live, how God is about to cause you to live. It's going to be very strange. Oh, I wonder if y'all can handle this today. Oh, oh my God. I wonder if you know, know what's happening to you right now. I wonder if you realize what just happened in your life. <laughs> Everything just got accelerated. Some of you got a you got a twenty year plan to get out of the debt. Just got accelerated. Some of you got thirty years. No, 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 no. Got accelerated. Some of you got five years. No, 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 no. Just got accelerated. You're about to be snatched. You're about to be snatched. You're about to be snatched. That same anointing that came on us. It's on you. You're about to be snatched right 
my God. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. My God, my God, my God, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 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 God set you up this morning. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. I see doors opening. I see doors opening for you. I see divine doors opening for you. And God says when he opens the door, no man can shut it. I see doors opening for you. Hallelujah. Doors that have been closed, they're opening up for you right now. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. Opportunities are going to come your way. Listen to me, says the Lord. I'll lead you to the right one. I'll lead you to the right one. I'll show you what's for you, what's not for you. Just follow me. I'm going to get you there. I'm going to get you to your expected end. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Just believe my word. Believe my prophets. Step out in your faith. And I'm going to get you there, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God. My God. My God. Father, thank you so very much for your word and for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, that you don't operate by our natural understanding. And so we don't limit you to what we understand. We don't limit you to what we can think about in our own minds. We know that, God, you work in all sorts of ways, wondrous ways. Thank you, Father, that everything you do is perfect, it is right. Everything you do, it is forever. And so, God, what we have done today is release what you've given us to release. And, God, we as a group receive what you've given us to receive. Thank you, Lord. God, we thank you for revelation knowledge and thank you for demonstration of your spirit. And I thank you that, Father, that in this place we'll begin to get flooded with reports of the manifestation of what you've released in this place. That the testimonies will become so frequent. The testimonies will begin to overlap. That while we're testifying about one thing, Something else is happening. Wave after wave of the wave of manifestation. Thank you for strange lifestyles, strange living to this world. That God, today we take every barrier and limitation off of you and off of ourselves. Thank you for the revelation knowledge and faith will take us everywhere you desire us to be, you've called us to be. Now I pray that your people today have been blessed by the word of God, that God as they have received even the word and this ministry, that they'll not despise one bit of it. But take it to be, thus said the Lord, they receive this not as words of men, but as it is in truth, your word 
which works effectively in those who believe, exercising its human, superhuman power in those who believe. So let your word do the work in our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. So be it. Amen. 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 Now, if you receive that today, why don't you give God a big shout of praise and thanksgiving. Hallelujah.